Welcome to the Money Lighthouse podcast for spiritual entrepreneurs, where we showcase energy healers, lightworkers, holistic coaches, hypnotherapists, and creatives using their intuitive healing and transformative gifts to create an impact and a healthy income, as well as celebrate their one-of-a-kind, soul-expressed businesses. We'll take a look at the inspirational and insightful money lessons and messages in the world around us. I'm Michelle I. Rivas, your host and fellow spiritual entrepreneur, learning, exploring, and uncovering the gifts and the personal growth opportunities of a soul-inspired business right alongside with you. Thanks so much for pressing the play button and listening. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Money Lighthouse podcast for spiritual entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Michelle I. Rivas. And in this episode, I'll be talking about fear and the 10 ways we can work with fear to help transform our lives and our businesses as spiritual entrepreneurs. Here's how the inspiration for this episode came about. A few weeks ago, I came to the realization completely out of the blue while daydreaming that I have a fear of seen and fully expressing myself. I suppose that's the best way to describe this fear. I'm afraid of being picked apart, judged, and people pointing out all my flaws and criticizing me. I'm still trying to pinpoint what this fear is about, so I guess you could say it's still a work or an analysis in progress. I to sit with it and explore it a little bit more before I can explain it better. I think it might be closely related or like a close cousin to the fear occasionally comes up and makes its return appearance around being heard and speaking my truth. So it's kind of similar because this fear is about being seen rather than being heard and fully expressing myself versus speaking my truth. So I think they're kind of closely related. At this point in time, I've given myself permission to work on it slowly. Instead of brushing it under the rug and leaving it for future Michelle to worry about, I've been finding that my fears have variations and that they never completely vanished. There's always another level or angle that comes to light. But when we talk about fear, we usually use phrases like combat fear, fight fear, overcome fear, eliminate fear. All these terms have an energy of opposition and eradication of something undesirable, which is whatever is standing in the way of us achieving our goals and desires, something that creates obstacles to what we want and holds us back from experiencing our greatness. Basically trying to keep us safe in a bubble or to be a little dramatic, a cage. But even a gilded cage can lose its appeal. And eventually we yearn for something more. The dilemma becomes that we want the thing or something 
but we just can't bring ourselves to take the necessary actions to create the thing, whatever it is, or make the changes in our lives that would open the floodgates to receiving whatever it is that we want. Usually, it has to do with a fear of some kind, right? That's pretty commonplace. We have to face the fact that fear will always exist. And I don't know anyone who absolutely does not have any fears. If you are on this planet in a human body, the odds are pretty high that you have a fear of some kind. Sometimes it's deep, so deep into our psyche that it's hidden in the subconscious. We're, we're totally unaware of it. And it lurks in our blind spots. And we don't take action. We make excuses why we can. We manifest untimely drama in our lives or relationships, or we just completely forget. So I'd like to propose the idea that we can learn to work with our fear. Because our fear will never completely disappear. We'll always have fear in some kind of way, shape, or form. Let's use fear as a flag or a marker for us to focus on to create breakthroughs in our lives and as spiritual entrepreneurs in our businesses. Let's have fear start being the signpost, the lighthouse, the North Star to show you the way to deep healing and transformation so we can be fully expressed, so we can speak our truth, so we can help others be of service to whatever cause or or mission in our world. And who knows, maybe the actions we take, the beauty that we create, the things that we bring into form, maybe they also have a great impact on future generations so that we don't only get to enjoy them, but other people as well. So here are 10 different ways to work with fear. Okay, number one, identify what your fear is really about. So for example, you may think you have a fear of being um, a guest on a podcast and having to answer questions on a certain subject matter. So you think you just have to learn more and be more knowledgeable. So you study and research and spend all your time trying to be an expert. But you actually have a fear of speaking your truth or fear of being heard and then judged or ridiculed. No amount of knowledge acquisition or studying facts and figures is going to help you in the end because it's not about answering interview questions. Deep down inside, it's really about being heard and speaking your truth. So what a wonderful door fear is opening for us to look at what the real issue or problem is and how we can overcome it and grow from it. Okay, number two. Write down the ways that this fear is false and not true. Find the contrary evidence. This comes from the definition of fear or the acronym false evidence appearing real. False evidence is fake truth. And it's only true if you say it is. You are the one who determines what is fake 
and what is real in your reality. You can list all the ways it's not true or find examples that demonstrate that it's not true. You just may discover something that will move the needle forward toward your goal or find something inspirational that you never thought of before. So here's my example. Say you have a fear of success. You're afraid that if you're successful, you're a bad person, dishonest person, that successful people are corrupt. Well, for number two on the list is to find people who are successful and do a lot of good. Research and look up philanthropists. An example of a successful person doing good is Dolly Parton. She has a project called the Imagination Library. And in 2018, it was in existence for 23 years, her organization mailed its 100 millionth book that's 100 with six zeros after it 100 million books the program mailed about 1.3 million books to children around the world to promote literacy per month dolly parton created the imagination library to honor her father who could not read she's a incredibly generous and doing really amazing work with her success. I believe we need more kind-hearted, loving, generous people to be successful in our world because they are the ones that will be responsible caretakers and stewards of wealth. So if you have this fear of success, feel free to Google successful philanthropists and see who inspires you. Number three, write down why it's not truth. That's truth with a capital T. It will never be an obstacle to your full expression of who you are and what you were born to do in this lifetime. Truth with a capital T is not based in fear. They are not teammates in any way, shape, or form. And your soul truth, with that capital T, will never have derogatory or demeaning messages about you or your life. By connecting to your truth, you will activate your BS detector. You'll be able to see and feel how all the negative self-talk, all the negative thoughts, all the thoughts keeping you small, the unhelpful excuses, all of these things are mere illusions. Let's take for an example someone who has the desire to speak on stage. They know deep down inside they really want to do it. They daydream about it. They know in their bones they have an important message. They are consciously 100% on board but they believe that they need to lose weight first. Before they can speak to an audience, they need to look a certain way. They make excuses that they just need to shed 10 more pounds, then they will be stage ready. Truth, with a capital T, would never say you don't look right or good enough to share your message or to live your life to the fullest, be of service, be worthy of people listening to you. Ugh, 
Hogwash, can you tell that this one is getting under my skin? I hope it's getting under your skin because those things are absolutely not true. You are perfect the way you are. Your message is important. The people who you are meant to serve who are waiting for your magic, your insight, your knowledge, they are waiting for you. So let that be the driving force, the message that you replay in your mind over and over again, rather than having to look a certain way or sound a certain way. So I hope that inspires you to get going on whatever fear you have around sharing your truth and your light. Number four, write down the worst case scenario of of your fear being becoming a reality or experiencing the worst case scenario of your fear and what you would do to remedy that situation or maybe even the lesson would imagine you would learn from it. This is for the logical thinkers and the analytical ones. Here's an example or something that has that came to mind around number four. A couple of years ago, a popular and successful online marketer posted pictures of herself and her husband on the beach during their Hawaii vacation. Her husband was into health and fitness, and she was curvy. She got a lot of criticism and even hate messages on social media. The messages were cruel, and, you know, they, they made you question humanity. When I heard this, I thought, what if I were in her shoes? What would I do? This one hit home, especially with this fear of being seen. My first idea was I'd probably feel awful initially. Then I'd get super mad and probably self-righteous. But then I thought, send the haters some love. Because only people who are in pain, hurting themselves, would do such things. I would send them love and light, congratulate myself, and treat myself extra well with ice cream and a massage and a facial. Maybe a crystal, I'd be extra good to myself. I'd be able to see firsthand how resilient I am, how I am able to walk the talk of being kind of being kind and compassionate, even to those who are not so kind. Number five, design your safety net or your safety systems. This is the glass you break in case of emergency when you're in the middle of a fear storm. Who will you call for support? What would you do? Etc. Etc. So this is your emergency plan. This helps reassure you that if something does happen, you know exactly what to do. This is for those who like to prepare for the worst, but hope for the best. Number six, best of all, spend lots of time imagining what will happen in the best case scenario of you doing the thing that you're afraid of doing, of you facing your fear. This is my favorite. The others are kind of a little heavy. This one is my number one. Imagine how amazing 
wonderful, fun, fulfilling, what would happen? What would it feel like to meet the challenge head on? I don't think I need an example here because it's so good and it feels so good that I don't need to be encouraging or convincing. Enjoy this one. Intend that the outcome is wonderful and beautiful and transformative and inspirational. We are powerful creators, so this is a wonderful process to put into place. Number seven, this is a very practical suggestion. So set yourself up for success. Support yourself with objects, tools, techniques to help you with the process. It's a little different from your safety system or the emergency plan. This is more like emergency kit. Put together a playlist of calming or motivating, energizing music or a list of your favorite movies or snacks or comfort food or a favorite sweater, maybe a special crystal or maybe it's food you like to typically celebrate with and enjoy. You get the idea. It could also be tools and techniques. So we mentioned uh, calming music. It could also be your favorite meditation or guided hypnosis or EFT tapping or whatever is in your toolbox to support you, to help you as you face your fear. It's all the things you find comfort in because sometimes Facing your fear is terrifying, and there's no sugarcoating it in some cases. So be supportive and kind to yourself. Don't wait for someone else to do it for you. So you take care of yourself. Number eight, you know that saying, feel the fear, then do it anyway. Easier said than done, I say. I think sometimes you need company or a partner to feel the fear and do it anyway. I'm really bad with that advice. I can't just do the thing. I've tried, ended up not being able to sleep or eat because of the toll it took on my nervous system. So my suggestion is to do the scary thing with someone you trust. Your best cheerleader, someone who will hold your hand and who knows just what to say and knows just what to do for you and how to support you. That special person that will be brave with you or lend you some courage until you find your own. As long as it's not liquid courage, save that one for later or after. Number nine, create or choose a mantra or affirmation to keep you grounded and focus on what you want to achieve. So the mantra or affirmation job is to keep you on track, to keep you moving forward toward your desired experience. It could be a mantra, an affirmation that you find on the internet, or one you create yourself. So here's a few examples. One of my favorites is, I am divinely guided and protected at all times and in all places. I just love that one. I am divinely guided and protected at all times and in all places. A really simple one is just repeating, 
I am safe, I am safe, I am safe. I am safe, I am safe, I am safe. It's super easy. And I like to do it in threes. I am safe, I am safe, I am safe. Or thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And really feel into that feeling of being safe or really feel into the feeling of gratitude and appreciation. Okay, on to number 10, another favorite. I really like this one too. Okay, ask your guides, your soul, your higher self, your inner wisdom, um, angels, your spirit team in meditation or during a spiritual hypnosis session for guidance and insight as to why this is such a big fear. Your spirit team and your soul or higher self are full of amazing and profound and transformational wisdom. You can even request for energetic support or energy transmission and healing around the root cause of your fear. I've seen it over and over again with my hypnosis clients. I've seen how subtle the changes can be, especially since it works on the subconscious level. The improvements to their daily life are so exciting. And I'm always filled with such appreciation, love, and gratitude for the people I have the honor of working with. All right, there you have it. 10 ways to make fear your friend, or at least an outer circle acquaintance that can be a contribution of some kind from time to time. I hope this episode has helped you begin to look fear in the eye or start looking at what's holding you back with self-compassion and patience and determination to take steps toward progress and success. Until next time, I wish you all the best in harnessing your fears and turning them into nuggets of wisdom and transformation for your life and business. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Money Lighthouse podcast for spiritual entrepreneurs. Hopefully it brightens your day and inspires you to take action on your dreams. We'll leave the light on until the next time, friends. Keep shining because people are searching for your particular kind of magic.